0: views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nesh on Live 95.
1: Now in May of last year, County Limerick mother Katrina Hawk saw her world turned upside down after her son Oren was hit by a car. The 11-year-old boy from Carrig Kerry was hit and sustained serious head injuries in Listowel. Oren became the first child to be airlifted from the southwest of Ireland by the Irish Community Air Ambulance directly to the Specialist Neurosurgical Centre at CHI Temple Street under new trauma protocols. He and his family are now calling on people to help fundraise for the Irish Community Air Ambulance based in Cork.
0: Um, him, Seth and his dad were heading to store for pizza, as they always kind of did when they were together, and he was just crossing the road. Um, to go across to collect a pizza and he was hit by an oncoming
1: car. And his dad witnessed this, did he? He did, must, he did, yeah. Must have been frightening.
0: Oh, it, it, it was horrific. Absolutely horrific. Tom thought we had lost him. You know, but um, yeah, it was it was brutal. You know, your entire world is just completely ripped from your arms in face space of seconds. You know, it was it was a hard time. Um, really, really w- tough. When
1: did you become aware that that it had happened? How did you find out and what happened then?
0: Um, well, I had just I was in Limerick because I was uh, due to get my COVID vaccine. Um, and I had just been talking to them on the phone. And Oren was telling me all about soccer training. And he was so excited he had scored a goal in soccer training and that himself and his dad were going to store for pizza. And they just got to store, and Oren said to me, uh, we're just here now, ma'am. And I said, "Okay, so I'll see you this evening. And literally, I would say, 10 minutes later, uh, Tom rang me back. And I just said, um, I was just talking to you, like, what's up? And he just said to me, um, he just said, it's not good. And he said that Orn had been hit by a car and that the ambulance was there and that uh, the air ambulance was on the way. So I knew then that... uh, The worst call that any
1: mother can get, really.
0: Yeah, 100%. You just feel so helpless when you're... Well, I'm so thankful I wasn't there. But um, you just feel so helpless. I
1: mean, there's there's nothing you can do. And what did you, you know? do then at that point after you got the call?
0: Well, I was in a state of complete hysteria. And, you know, you know the way they always say, like, somebody's in the perfect place at the perfect time. Mm. There was this woman that just... I mean, I was literally on the floor in the Crescent hysterical and
1: you were in the Crescent shopping centre at the time when you yeah, got the call oh yeah,
0: dear I was yeah and she just came over to me and you know obviously people were looking at me they, they just didn't know what to do and she just came over she was so calm and she told me that she worked for the guards in, in Galway where she was just with her friends that day and she just totally took control of it. Um, she brought me out. She asked the um, the staff in the Crescent to help and get water and things like that. And then she she rang the guards. And she said, they'll be able to help you. They'll get you to Dublin. At that stage, um, you know, at, at that stage, we had found out that he was being taken to Temple Street. Um, so she rang the guards and the guards came then and they took me to Dublin. So, But I don't know what I would have done only for that woman. I just I just didn't know what to do.
1: Because you were on your own.
0: I was on my own, yeah. Yeah, I was on my own. I just did not know what to do.
1: So, obviously, you got to Dublin and you all, I suppose, had to deal with whatever you were faced with. But before I get to there, the, uh-huh. the air ambulance played a role. The community air ambulance played a role uh-huh. in all of this. Talk to me about the role of the ambulance.
0: Well, um... Oren's injuries were, they were quite significant. He was he was very, very seriously injured. Um, and the type of injury that he had, you know, head, brain injury, time is completely of the essence. When you have an injury like that, you can't delay. It's the one thing you, you have to. He had to get to Temple Street as quick as possible. And he was in Lestol. You know, Temple Street is a long way away from Lestal by road. Um, so they arrived. They they kind of now there there was um, the ambulance service were there and they were fantastic. They they were dealing with Oran and then the air ambulance arrived. And you know, Tom just said as well. You know, they they just completely controlled the whole thing.
1: And do um, you know how long it took to get him from there to the hospital by ambulance?
0: Oh, I I
1: don't wh- actually what know dif- you, what difference it made. Basically, you're talking about hours in a car. I'd say or an ambulance, where you're talking about way less than that in, a, in an ambulance. Oh, yeah. ambulance,
0: exactly. Sure, from their from their base as far as Listol to get to Oran was something like uh, I think it was 17 minutes, mm. something like that. It, it was, and then to to get him to Dublin, you know, it, way way faster. Obviously, way faster than if they had to go by road.
1: No now, before this happened, this un you know terrible accident happened and became something your family had to deal with. Were you aware of the air ambulance? Were you aware that the service was there and what it does
0: i I was aware that it was there um I wasn't aware um you know a hundred percent of everything you know that they did or the, the thing that I probably wasn't most aware of is their need for funding you know, their reliance on the public for funding. That's the thing that surprised me the most because my first cousin had, you know, he had done fundraising for them. Um, But um, no, I I wasn't aware, you know, when you don't deal with the service, I guess, you know, you don't really have an awareness of fully of what they do,
1: you know. So what did Oren have to go through then in terms of treatment? And obviously he was assessed and and brought into the the hospital. But what what happened after that with Oren and his care?
0: Um, so there, there was a team waiting for him when he arrived in Temple Street, and he had a CAT scan, um, and then he was um, he was unconscious at the scene. So then he was in a coma in ICU um, and on a ventilator for uh, for a week. Um, then he was brought down to his ward after the week in ICU, and you know he he well I, he didn't really start to come around for for quite a significant time after that. Um, it, after, you know, when Oren started to wake up, Oren was completely paralysed on his left side. Um, he had, um, he couldn't speak, he had lost his speech. Um, he had, it took him quite a few weeks, you know, for there to be any, you know, what we call like a spark. You know, it was like, you know, just this kind of deadpan stare. Um, he couldn't interact. He, you know, he didn't really have an awareness um, for for quite you know for for a lot of June really for most of June, Um he you know he he couldn't support he said he couldn't support his body he couldn't sit, and um, so all that was the that was the first um his, his first bit of treatment was for him to actually sit you know and it, like it was a huge achievement for him to actually sit for three seconds the first time.
1: And what were you no. told at this time? What was the prognosis? What what information were you being given at this point? You
0: know. That is probably the hardest piece of all of this. Nobody knows with a brain injury. They couldn't tell us whether he would walk again. They couldn't tell us if he could talk again. Um, we we didn't know how much damage was done to his brain until he did actually start talking. Um, but uh, So, you know, nobody could really tell us the full extent of, you know, his injuries or how much he could recover, you know, what we were going to get back. So and that was that was the hardest part really.
1: That was me last year and how has yeah. he progressed up to today I suppose? Oh, f-
0: f- fantastic. Absolutely amazing. You know, he started getting better in Temple Street. Um he started coming around. He he was able to sit um you know, initially he was in a fully supported wheelchair and then you know the, the headrest came off and he was able to support himself and then he was having a lot of physio and occupational therapy, speech therapy and you know, we we were always told, you know, because he was he was getting better, like at really really steady progress, and you know we were always, you know, just be careful, you know, he could could stabilise, he could go backwards, but thank God he never did. He just he has continued to improve constantly, and now he he's, he went back to school in September. He he did go back in a wheelchair, but at the moment. He just nearly a year on now, he is back to school, he's back playing with his local football team, wow. back playing soccer with his um his local soccer team. Um so he he's doing fantastic. He really is. And actually it's funny, the first time he said to me last Monday when we were driving to football training, he turned to me and he just said, um, I feel totally normal and Aww. I just turned to him and I said, Um, you are normal and he said, um, Mum, that's what mums are supposed to say. But he said, it's the first time that I feel like myself. I feel like there's nothing wrong with me. You know, so that'll just tell you how, how well he has recovered. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Because he used to have a sensation before. He said, you know, I want my old legs back. I want my old arm back. But he just, you know, he's... And I can see that there has been an improvement in him in the last couple of weeks again.
1: Great.
0: Um, and yeah, he is. Thank God, thank God, we're so
1: grateful. A miracle. Yeah, it is. Um, has he any memories of the whole thing himself now? A year on, does he? Does he ever? You know, no, no. no. He's probably he, the last thing he remembers is me dropping him to soccer training.
0: His granddad collecting him, and his dad cutting the lawn. And Tom finished cutting the lawn, and then they had to go to Abbey Field for parts for Tom for work, and then they went to the store for their pizza. Um, and he doesn't remember anything after his dad cutting the lawn,
1: right?
0: Yeah. So, and I'm then gonna...
1: obviously his memories of waking up in the hospital and that. So they, they say the brain has a way of protecting you, and obviously, yeah, this is exactly this is this is it. Yeah, it's it's a great story to hear how well he's doing, thankfully. But obviously, the ambulance, the air ambulance, community air ambulance, um, played a big part in getting him to the services quickly. What do you want to say, people, about? that service? Um, I guess,
0: look, nobody ever knows when they're going to need it. But when you do need it, you really need it. You know, time for a lot of injuries, uh, time is of the essence. You have to get there quickly. And the only way to get there quickly is air ambulance. Their service is just, it's life-saving. It's the difference between life and death. It's the difference between Orin walking and being back to football and soccer now versus God only knows, you know. Um, so it, it's so important.
1: Well, I'm so happy to hear how well he's doing. And I'm going to ask, I'm just going to finish by asking, how are you? How's mummy and daddy after all of it?
0: Uh, good. I suppose, you know, Orn's recovery has been, sometimes, you know, sometimes we look back and kind of go, God, did this actually happen? Mm. You know, it's just sometimes you kind of think, did this really happen? Um, but I, I think just seeing Oren getting better and getting better and doing so well is just, oh it's just it, it helps so much, it really does
1: Fantastic to hear and thank you Katrina Hawk from Carrig Kerry for talking to us Your views,
0: your news Your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live
1: 95